Hey, hey, USA Seattle hockey fans. Welcome to another episode of Locked on Kraken. The Coachella Valley Firebirds take a dominant lead. In AHL news, the Coachella Valley Firebirds take a 1-0 lead over the Hershey Bears after a dominant performance in Game 1. We'll catch up with Game 3 of the Stanley Cup Final. And speaking of the Stanley Cup Final, who among the 12 teams that are cupless will be next to win the Stanley Cup? All that and more coming up on this episode of Locked on Kraken. You are Locked On Kraken, your daily podcast on the Seattle Kraken, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We are the Seattle Kraken. What's cracking, Seattle hockey fans? Happy Friday, and welcome to another episode of Locked on Kraken. I'm your host, Erica L. Ayala, and we want to thank you, those of you who are listening to Locked on Kraken, who have listened from the beginning. Thanks for making us a part of your daily routine. And you can find Locked on Kraken for free, always for free, and available wherever you listen to audio podcasts, including Sirius SXM. All you have to do is search Kraken and you can listen to the Locked on Kraken show. And of course, you can find us over on YouTube. Today's episode of Locked on Kraken is brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code Locked on NHL for $20 off your first purchase. All right, Seattle hockey fans, thank you so much for those who came and watched. The game one of the AHL Calder Cup finals with us. We had a good time and we saw a good win by the Coachella Valley Firebirds. They ultimately defeated the Hershey Bears by a final score of five to nothing. That's right. Joy Decord gets a shutout. And it was none other than Ty Cartier that got the scoring started. Uh, but the Poltrowski goal was probably my favorite. That made it 3 nothing. And again, if you were watching with the watch along, I, I just had to laugh. It was such a good goal. I, I was giddy. And I called it, for those who watch women's hockey, it was like the Alexa Grushow goal in the 2018 Isabel Cup final. The Metropolitan Riveters defeated the Buffalo Buttes in that final one to nothing. And Alexa Grushow was able to lift the puck and go top corner against goaltender of the year, Amanda Levier, to give the, I almost said Seattle Kraken, to give the Metropolitan Riveters their first championship win in, at the time, the National Women's Hockey League, now the Premier Hockey Federation. But the reason I almost said the Seattle Kraken, or I could have said the Coachella Valley Firebirds, is because we're talking about teams winning their first championship. And as it would turn out, our friends over on Locked on NHL talked about that just yesterday on the show, and it piqued my interest. So I want to get back to that. Of course, we will have a first-time Stanley Cup winner this year. 
and we'll take you to game three. But first, let's go back to the Coachella Valley Firebirds, our first time ever in the Calder Cup Finals. We take on the Hershey Bears, not a team that we know a lot about. We heard Disco Dan Bilesma talk before the game that was on Root Sports Northwest, so that was a lot of fun to watch. Um, Had a little technical difficulties, I think, for everyone who was watching on Root Sports, from what I understand, but we still had a good time. But Dan talking about how they had to do a a pretty big scout on the Hershey Bears, and we talked about it, of course, on yesterday's episode alongside Jason Hernandez, a.k.a. J.D. Hernandez, your voice, your PA announcer for the Coachella Valley Firebirds. And what we heard is that Hershey was going to be a defensive first team. And the game started that way. And the Hershey Bears were giving the Coachella Valley Firebirds some fits. But we did see actually Hershey had a really great breakaway. It was one of several stops once again by Joey Decord. He was able to crush it. And again, gets that shutout. It was... A 25-save performance for Joey Decord, who was your second star of the game. Colind, your third star of the game. But again, Andrew Petrolski, he was the first star. That third goal was absolutely beautiful. I mentioned, of course, that Ty Cartier got the scoring started, got the first goal at the 9.02 mark in the first period. The second period, that was uh, Petman who got the second goal. Petrolski got the third goal. Jesper Froden and Alexander True, your other goal scorers. And, um, you know, I think that a few things were in play. We knew that it was going to be the defensive-minded Hershey Bears versus the offensive juggernaut Coachella Valley Firebirds in a clash for the Calder Cup final. And we also know that, and it was talked about on the broadcast, but the Hershey Bears were they hadn't played in about nine days, I believe uh, Grand Fuhrer was saying. So sometimes, especially I would argue in a playoff run where you're working on adrenaline and momentum. I know Dave Haxtell doesn't like momentum, but I believe in momentum, even from game to game. And you're, you're running on all of that. Sometimes the less time you have to get ready for something, that means the less time you have spending thinking about it. Now, of course, the balancing act is that you do need to rest your body. You can't run solely on adrenaline, although these are, for the most part, young guys. But I think that the time away from the ice and not playing games, not playing playoff hockey caliber games, it it stymied the Hershey Bears. I think both teams looked kind of lethargic in the second period, but by the third period, that's where three of the five goals came for the Coachella Valley Firebirds. They were able to make it happen. Now, we talked about Joey Decord, but I have to say that Hunter Shepard, my first look at Hunter Shepard, he had uh, 22 saves uh, versus, um, or 22 saves, excuse me, against, of course, 27 shots seen. I thought he did really well, especially early on for Hershey. And you saw that a few times the Coachella Valley Firebirds trying to get second, third wax at a puck, rebound chances, puck retrievals, wrapping around the net. And I thought Shepard did a great job 
just couldn't get it done and had absolutely no goal support in part because of Joey Decord, but also, you know, uh, the chances were few and far between at times for the Hershey bears. It really couldn't establish time in the offensive zone. The aggressive four check for the Coachella Valley firebirds was impressive. And what we expected again from talking to JD, but also knowing that this is a Seattle Kraken pipeline. And that is how the Seattle Kraken want to play so overall a good game another sold out crowd at Akersher arena where of course they have banned chocolate now it has come up as you know a little bit of controversy of course it's all fun and games i do think it's funny though that in all of their campaigns to ban chocolate they've actually been promoting hershey bars in particular uh, a lot. So I don't know if this is just a long play and maybe there's uh, some money on the line. Wouldn't that be something? But either way, the bit is in full effect and it was effective for game one. When you look at the rest of this series, you have game Two is going to be tomorrow, Saturday, June 10th. So, of course, on Monday's episode, we'll have a chance to recap that game. But then we'll also get you ready for Tuesday's game, game three. And then, of course, the series will move um, to Hershey for games three and four. And we'll see where we're at in the series. I do think that it was a little bit of a shell shock moment for Hershey. There were brushes of, uh, I don't want to say brilliance, but times where you can see why this is a Hershey team that made it to the AHL Calder cup finals. I do think that they were again out of sorts and that resulted in some overly physical play that was just quite honestly unnecessary. I do think that Coachella Valley played into that a little bit more than they should for the remainder of the series. So being cool, being calm, being collected, and being able to put up a five spot, if Coachella Valley can do that, I think they're in a good in a good spot. That being said, we have not seen Coachella Valley take over a series. They've gone the distance every series but one, which was the last one, against the Milwaukee Admirals, and even that one went to six games. Well, that's the trend, but could this be the series where Coachella Valley just says, hey, we've had enough, we're ready to go home, and we're ready to go home with the cup? I guess we'll have to find out. Tune in to watch again tomorrow's game. That's Saturday, June 10th. That's at 7 p.m. Pacific time. Going to be carrying that on Root Sports again, and then we'll come back for Monday's episode. We'll recap what happened, and then we'll get you ready for the rest of the slate. So that's a little bit of what's coming up in the coming days on Locked on Kraken. But coming up on this episode, let's take you to game three. The series is in Florida. The Florida Panthers 0-2 against the Vegas Golden Knights. But things got really spicy, really interesting in game three. And yes, of course, Matthew Kachuk was right in the mix. And then we'll close out the show talking about the 12 teams, including the two that are in the Stanley Cup final this year, who have yet to win the Stanley Cup, are still looking to engrave their team name and, of course, the names of their roster on the Lord Stanley Cup. And, of course, the Seattle Kraken is included in that list. But where do we fare, at least according to Locked on NHL hosts, when it comes to the teams, the top two, top three teams that have the best odds of winning the next Stanley Cup. We'll talk about that coming up on Locked on Kraken.
Today's episode of Locked on Kraken is brought to you by Bird Dogs. Now, the summer is quickly approaching and is already here for some of us. Hello, Tulsa, Oklahoma. And so now is the perfect time to make sure whether it's shorts or pants that you are wearing something that is comfortable, that you are wearing something that is breathable. And as some Locked on hosts say, is something that will make you look well, I'll remix it. Sharp and not uh, kind of less put together, shall we say. And that's where Bird Dogs comes into play. You heard JD on yesterday's episode. He was actually uh, showcasing Vanna White style, his Bird Dogs, and his Yeti Tumblr. We'll get to that in a minute. He's a really big fan of the liner. I'm a really big fan of shorts that and pants. Well, I have the shorts, but I'm sure the pants fit the same of pants that fit my waist and also my thighs. And they are still flattering. I was a little bit concerned. I'd never really, other than performance gear, I've never worn men's shorts. <laughs> you know, of course, growing up an athlete, you kind of have to do that. But when I'm out and maybe more casual or going to, there's a big bike race this weekend in, in Tulsa, Oklahoma, and want to be outside and wearing something comfortable. I'm not used to wearing men's clothing, but I loved the fit. It definitely fits a more athletic or a thicker thigh area while not sacrificing a, a trim waist. So I'm thankful for that. And it's been fun to, to wear bird dogs and experience it for myself. So if you listen to Locks on Kraken, which of course you do, we want to make sure that you know that if you head over to Bird Dogs and you use the promo code Locked On NHL when you place your order, you will get that free Yeti style tumbler that JD showed off yesterday on yesterday's episode. And that's with any order. So make sure again you head to birddogs.com backslash locked on NHL and find your perfect fit, something that's cool, comfortable, and will keep you looking sharp. And uh, you're not going to want to take these off. We guarantee it. Thanks, as always, for making Locked on Kraken a part of your daily routine. You can find us anywhere you listen to audio podcasts. You can find us on YouTube. And, of course, you can find us on the Sirius SXM app. Just search Kraken. And if you are an everyday listener or just more than a casual listener, I would love it if you would subscribe, but also rate and review the show. That's how we get found by other Kraken fans, other hockey fans listening in. All right, let's get back to the show because we're going to take you over to the Stanley Cup final, Game 3 in Florida. I alluded to it a little bit yesterday, but could Florida remix what happened in 96? And we know that they had a little bit more luck when they came home and were able to get it done, and they did take Game 3. Spoiler alert in case you didn't watch it. But, um, you know, it it was a much better performance from the Florida Panthers. And they knew they had to have a better performance. And, you know, being down two games, it's not ideal. But you got all the way to the Stanley Cup for a reason. And I think the Panthers just needed to be reminded of that. And so they score within the first five minutes of the game. Uh, unfortunately, they also give up a goal within the last four minutes of the first period. So we go 
into the first intermission tied at one. It was Brandon Montour for Florida and Mark Stone, who's just really playing well for, for Vegas uh, with the, the goals in the first period. Then it's John, Jonathan Marshall Mar- who gets the second goal for the Vegas Golden Knights. Eichel and Stone get the assists. So Stone already with uh, two points on the game. And then comes the third period. And yes, Matthew Kachuk. Now he had taken a hit. It was shoulder to shoulder. Um, We were informed after the game that he was, he did, well, I should say he went down to the tunnel, but it was the concussion spotters that asked him to come off the ice. So he got evaluated and was able to make it back and good thing for the Panthers because with at the 1747 mark in the third period, so dramatic, Matthew Kachuk ties it up for Hagee and Ekblad with the assists and then it would be Verhage. So he also had a two-point performance. He would get the OT game winner for 27 minutes into overtime. And um, this is exactly what the Panthers needed. They utilized the home crowd, being back home, having a little bit more of that familiarity. Um, and this is what Paul Maurice, head coach of the Panthers, had to say after. Over the course of his career, he's gotten the puck uh Faster than somebody can react to it, he said of Vorhegi, who had the overtime winner. So you get to overtime. Nobody is beefing you for a better play. I'm wide open. Why didn't you hit me? Just shoot the damn puck. I love that. I mean, play hockey. That's essentially what I got from that. So Vorhegi was out there just getting it done. Um And this is what Matthew Kachuk had to say after the game. Everybody will probably say how they were leading most of the game, which they were. But at the end of the day, nobody cares how we got here. (laughs) It's a 2-1 series. We came into this game just to win one game, and we did that. So mission accomplished, and then you show up the next day, and the next day, and the next day. Um, You know, it kind of reminds me his attitude of, uh, oh, gosh. He's on MLB, or he, he does some shows... MLB shows now, but former player for the Boston Red Sox, they're down against the Yankees. I guess it was because of course, and um, they were down, I guess three games. Uh, And he's like, Hey, don't let us win one. Don't let us win one game. Cause if we win one game, we're, we're, we're winning it all. And they got four straight wins to eliminate the Yankees and go on to the World Series, which then, of course, they would win. Uh, I forget what year that was. Eh, I just know the Yankees lost, and as a Mets fan, that made me feel good. So anyway, that's kind of the energy that that quote was giving me. Um, Florida 0 for 5 on the power play. They gave up two goals on the penalty kills. So there's definitely room for improvement for this Florida team. But now they have... Not what's the most dangerous lead in hockey, but perhaps what's the most dangerous thing in playoff hockey. And that's just a little bit of hope, baby. Again, 
I say it a lot on the podcast, show them who you are, which is like the Wakanda thing. Uh, Angela Bassett's character says that a lot. And you just got to you just got to get reminded every once in a while. You're going to get knocked out. You're going to get knocked around. You're going to lose some games. But if you can remember why you got there in the first place, that's going to be good. Uh, blocks, lots of block shots here for the Vegas Golden Knights. What does that mean? They didn't have the puck on their stick nearly as much as they probably wanted. 31 block shots to 17 for the Panthers. Hits Vegas, 18 hits, 14 for the Golden Knights. Uh, again, 0 for 5. Ouch. On the power play for the Panthers. That's just, I mean, you're leaving points on the table. You're leaving goals on the table. They got to fix that. Two for six for the Vegas Golden Knights. So the penalty minutes were not in the 60s this game like they were in the ridiculous game too. And I think, honestly, that was Vegas. I think it was in the 80s for the Panthers. Anyway, um, penalty minutes were in the teens. Uh, 16 penalty minutes for the Panthers, 14 for Vegas. But obviously, you know, there were 11 different penalties called. So lots of opportunity on special teams. So who do you think wins this year? I know you know who I want to win or who I want to lose is probably more appropriate. But who's going to really take the cup? Do we know yet? Have we seen the breakout game? The definitive, you know, game five guaranteed, as I said, Natasha Cloud once said for the Washington Mystics. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. But again, just give us one. That's what we wanted to do, said Matthew Kachuk. So mm, we'll see. Either way, the series is tied two to one. The two teams will play once again tomorrow 8 p.m. Eastern time on TNT slash TBS. That will be game four. So stay tuned. Hold on to your hats, folks, or get your rats ready, depending on who you're voting, you're rooting for. Um, but we'll keep you up to date on all things Stanley Cup on Monday's episode. But speaking of the Stanley Cup, speaking of, uh, you know, Who's going to win it next? Obviously, it's either going to be Florida or Vegas this year. But they are among their two of the 12 teams that have not won a Stanley Cup. Of course, the Seattle Kraken included. And among those, who do we think has the best odds to win for next year? But particularly, uh, why is the answer Seattle? And what does it have to do with our AHL team? That's coming up. On Locked on Kraken. Today's episode is brought to you, as I mentioned earlier, by Game Time. Now, buying tickets for your favorite shows, your favorite game, whatever your favorite thing to do out on the town is, it should not be stressful. And so Game Time takes away the stress. It takes away having to plan months in advance. And it makes things simple. You can go on the Game Time app. There's so many app opportunity opportunities on the app to make things fast and easy. And the best way for you to buy tickets for sports, music, comedy, and theater near you. Killer last-minute ticket deals, best price guaranteed. You can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped for the fun you'll have. Now, this is the one thing I really love. The game time guarantee means you'll always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section and row for less, game time will credit you 110% the difference. So, I mean, you really can't beat it. 
either way. So download the download the Game Time app, create an account, and use promo code Locked On NHL for twenty dollars off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account, redeem code Locked On NHL for twenty dollars off. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest prices guaranteed. So do we have a guarantee for the Stanley Cup final? I don't think so. I don't think so. We still have um, a ways to go. Obviously, the Vegas Golden Knights don't like losing game three, but they have a 2-1 lead. Is that going to be enough? Well, we'll find out soon enough. But again, on yesterday's Locked on NHL show, we had um, some predictions on who could be the next team after either Vegas or the Florida Panthers to win the Stanley Cup. And yes, the Seattle Kraken is among that list. So I definitely think you should go check out Locked on NHL. Listen to what the guys have to say there. And again, they make a strong case for a few other teams and also looking at what conference the teams have to come out of. Can they be at the top of not just their division, but their conference. Interesting conversation. Would love to know what you think. So go listen to Locked on NHL's Thursday show and check it out. If you listen to today's show, Friday's show, you'll hear that um, Rachel and Gil, who I often join on Fridays to talk about women's hockey, you'll hear them talk about the NHL combine. And I'm going to plug that Friday episode as well because – there is a North American prospect who I'm really liking for the Seattle Kraken to take at 20. And we have the Locked on NHL mock draft coming up. So soon enough, you'll get to hear my pick. So listen to Thursday's show to find out who are some of the, the top early contenders for the Stanley Cup next year and beyond and then, of course, listen to today's show, Friday's show, to learn a little bit more about the NHL Combine happening in Buffalo and uh, listen out for some of the defensemen that are being named as some top prospects and who maybe could be around that 20 pick for Seattle. But um, I want you to listen to Locked on NHL, obviously. But again, I feel like all week, I've been telling you the same thing. So the everydayers, you'll have to forgive me if you've heard this before, but I'm nothing if not consistent. The reason the Seattle Kraken, I'm still sticking with my bold prediction, will not only win or not only a top team to win one of the next, let's say three to five, not that we're going to, I'm not saying we won't, but I'm not saying we're going to win three Stanley Cups in the next five years. I'm saying we'll win at least one of the next three Two five uh, it will win in the next three to five years. That's the better way to say it. And the reason I think that is because of how our team is being built. We had to be smart and frugal when it came to the salary cap. We've seen how, oh my goodness, Ronnie Francis has hoarded picks like Skittles at Acrisure Arena because all the chocolate fiends have no chocolate to buy. Anyway, um, I like how Ron Francis and company are building this team. 
We got to see the Coachella Valley Firebirds in action in a championship setting last night. And there was no fear, maybe some inconsistency. Again, maybe not as much discipline overall, particularly with some of the the penalties and extracurriculars that were happening as I would like. But they're a younger team, generally speaking. It's an AHL team. So that will come. But the hard work... Um, when they were going east-west and really opening up the ice, playing below the goal line, which you know I love, so that high IQ, high octane, fast-paced, puck-moving style, strong forecheck, when they were playing that way, they were at their best. Who does that sound like? The Seattle Kraken, Ty Cartier with a bomb to open up the scoring. Uh, Again, Andrew Petrolsky, he has such an amazing story coming back from a pretty serious injury, being an impact player immediately coming back from injury, scoring yesterday, a beautiful goal. There's a lot of upside. There's a lot of promise and the character, the character that is expected, the character that is recruited and the character that is reinforced and honed and refined so that the rough edges are just buffed a little bit that happens at Coachella Valley. It's, it is chef's kiss. That's longevity. That's longevity. We were ahead of schedule perhaps this past season, playing with house money, however you want to say it. But the longevity of this team for us to, even if we did arrive early, to stay in the moment. Nobody thought we were going to get through Colorado. Nobody thought we were going to take Colorado to seven games. But we did. Then we take on Dallas, who even in-house, if you remember, when I was in Seattle, I had Everett Fitzhugh talk to me about the matchup. And he felt that Colorado was more favorable of a matchup than Dallas, at least at that time. And I don't think he was wrong, but we went toe-to-toe with Dallas as well. I think we got fatigued. And if you were on the watch-along, then I talked about fatigue. That's something we got to fix. I don't understand why early in the season we weren't having practices because we needed rest. The season just started. What rest? Get rest. Get, uh, ¿Cómo se dice rest? ¿Qué está pasando? What is happening? What do we need rest for? So anyway, I can get into that. I know I did earlier this season, but I want us to get a little bit more tough. Maybe um, I think we have a mental toughness, but there's a particular mental toughness that you have to have to go beyond and not in a way that's going to be physically harming, but you're going to get tired. You're going to be exhausted. You're going to be gassed. Do you have enough mental toughness to dig deep and find your reserve, to find your why? I'm not saying the Seattle Kraken don't have it, but we have to we have to tap into it a little bit more. And I think Dave Haxtell and company are going to challenge the team a little bit more. Ooh, I can't wait. I already know. First question I'm asking Dave Haxtell next season, hopefully at training camp. I already know 
exactly what I'm going to ask him. And it has to do with momentum. It has to do with determination and how he parlays what happened this year into something good for next season. So, yeah, I've been saying that the Seattle Kraken are in a position to win one of the next Stanley Cups. I've been saying it since we started the show. I am on the record proper. And my big bad bold prediction is still in play. Thank you, Florida, for taking game number three. For those who don't know what I'm talking about. First week of the show. I got to make a prediction. I'm like, I don't even have players. How the heck can I make a prediction? So what did I say? I said this. My big bad bold prediction, which will play out in the next three to five seasons, is that the Seattle Kraken will win a Stanley Cup before the Vegas Golden Knights. We're getting close this year, folks. We are getting close. Not not sure how it's going to pan out. And you know what? That's on Vegas. We are we no longer have the luxury of making that true. So it's between Vegas and Florida and we'll see what happens. Even if that prediction, I mean it's a prediction. That's also why I'm making predictions. I've said this to you before because I don't like being wrong. I like to be right. I like to know it all. And of course, you're never going to know it all. But I'm a recovering perfectionist. You know, bear with me. So regardless of what happens, regardless of who hoists the Stanley Cup this year, I'm holding fast. I'm staying true that the three to five year plan is on track. And for me, it's ahead of schedule. But what happens when you have a surplus of money? What happens when you're ahead of schedule? How do you utilize that time? How do you utilize those resources? How do you utilize that experience? Including, and we heard this from Eberly, Jordan Eberly, and a few other guys, but particularly Eberly, um, and probably Schwartzy, I guess. It hurts to lose. The Kraken were hurting. I was hurting. We talked about it. The, the show after the loss in game seven in round two, I kept it honest. Now, how do you use that as fuel? How do you use that to remind yourself to tap into your reserves? And just when you think you've done all you can do, you challenge yourself to push a little more. Do you know how you build muscle? Do you know how you build muscle? I mean, some of you are probably nodding or shaking your head while you're driving your car, hopefully safely, or, you know, you're on your, your uh, walk or Whatever you're doing, having your cup of hot cocoa, not until after the Calder Cup finals, though. Whatever you're doing right now, if you're watching or you're listening, do you know how you build muscle? By literally tearing the muscle that exists. When you tear the muscle, it regenerates, and that's how it comes back stronger. That's literally how you build muscle. You have to tear it to strengthen it. An NSYNC song just popped into my head, which is weird because I'm a Backstreet Boys gal. But anyway, tearing up my heart, right? Uh, or <laughs> that's the song. But you have to tear the muscle. The heart is muscle, but you have to tear it. You have to feel that heartache to know what it looks like and what you need to do to be able to go further the next time. Ooh. Ooh. I'm excited. Now, there's no guarantees. We've got to put in the work. I want to see us work on stamina. I want to see us work on special teams. The pick that I have in mind for us in the draft, apparently really good at the power play on the defensive end. So 
that's when I want to see. You know I want to see better defense. So there's that. But I like us. I like us to be in the mix as the next one of the top three teams that has a chance, a real chance, to make a push and win one of the next three to five Stanley Cup championships. Oh, baby. I'll be along for the ride. I hope you are too. Thank you as always again for making Locked on Kraken a part of your daily routine. Be kind to yourselves and to each other. Super retirement ceremony. Jersey going into the rafters at Climate Pledge Arena on Sunday. I will be watching. I will not be there, but they're in spirit. That's why I wore my Sue jersey, uh, Sue Bird, not jersey, her T-shirt from Player Society. Player Society, great company. Check them out. But uh, retirement, Rough and Tumble is having so many different things. There are community events happening. So I'm sure some of the homies, uh, I hope some of the homies that cover the Seattle Cracking Games will be there. Another event, another mo- monumental event, a jersey going up in the rafters at Climate Pledge Arena. And this time, it's the GOAT, Sue Bird. So Converge Media, I'm looking at you. Uh, Circling Sports, I'm looking at you. Uh, you know, I know we've got some uh, listeners that will be in attendance I can't wait. Show me all the pictures, social media, take video. Let me know you're watching at me, elinz 8 at Locked on Kraken. I want to live vicariously through you. If you head to Rough and Tumble, there's going to be um, a, a night before party. There's going to be a community event. There's going to be so many things. Let me know. Bring me along for the ride, Seattle Kraken fans, Seattle hockey fans, Seattle sports fans. Let's experience it together. Until then, hold fast, stay true. Let's go cracking and get fired up. Game two. Can we take a 2-0 lead? Oh, yeah, I think we can. Acrisure Arena going to be popping again tomorrow night. I'll catch you on the next episode of Locked on Kraken. Peace.